0: Hello everyone, thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast, appreciate you guys listening. On this episode, I sit down with Neil Hannon and William Farmer of Astic Adventures. We talk about how Aztec Adventures came about and discuss some of the events that they'll be putting on in 2022. It's a really fun conversation, really love sitting down and talking to these guys, they're really excited about bikes, our community, our area, and just getting more information out there to people on where to ride your bike, um, like I said, putting on events to ride your bike. So I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did. And as always, thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you guys on the next one. All right, cool. Um, If you guys want to first, I guess let's introduce yourself. We'll start with you, Neil.
1: My name is Neil Hannum. Uh, I'm a resident of Durango, Colorado. And I've lived in the Four Corners area most of my life. And really enjoy
0: two-wheel sports. Nice. Just... uh... What kind of two-wheel background you got? Do you ride dirt bikes and stuff, or do you still? I haven't ridden dirt bikes in a little bit,
1: um, but um, I do, I had grown up with dirt bikes, BMX a little bit, but kind of always on two wheels, um, working within the industry at times, and then uh, designing quite a few catalogs. I put together stuff for Yeti Bicycles early on, so that was kind of fun, working with the Yeti team, um, as well as Answer Products. Okay. And so some of the uh, early projects I worked on in the graphic design stuff was the Accutrax forks and the hyperlight oh,
0: handlebars. Like the BMX um, racing days,
2: yeah. They just, said about that
1: stuff? Is Answer still it, big in BMX? Um, I can't say how big they are within BMX, but that was more the first part of mountain bikes oh, with the Accutrax okay, and that. the hyperlight bars. Nice. Um, and then uh, when I moved out to Durango, Yeti was moving out right about the same time and mm-hmm. so i worked with them on their catalogs for about six years and where'd you move from southern california oh, um i'd gone to art center college of design down there and then at that point a friend of mine got a job at maui and sons okay. and he told me how they got to go on surf breaks and we had studied packaging and design and you we studied coffee packaging and shampoos and stuff, and you thought, okay, I'm going to work within the industry, packaging. Yeah. But then as soon as I heard, like, he got to go on surf breaks, so I was like, I'm putting my resume out to every action sports company I can get a hold of because I want to go ride my dirt bike, yeah. as opposed to work on the shampoo package, <laughs> where you can get all the free
2: shampoo you want. Anyway. it's <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm William Garrett Farmer. I'm a resident here, at Farmington, born and raised. I just finished up uh, college at Fort Lewis College, up in Durango. So that's where I have got to meet Neil and a lot of other awesome people. Um, right now, this year, kind of gonna do some more pro enduro racing, and the local stuff uh, is always fun and dabble with this Aztec Adventures uh, event promoting and tour guiding service. So, Very cool, man. Yeah, I love
0: what you guys are doing because it's like the
2: perfect uh, – there's a void
0: there that needed to be filled. Absolutely. So we got BLM, local nonprofits like FAST, um, local bike shops, and we're all putting on events – or not putting on events, but kind of supporting a cycling community. And then you guys uh, – Or they're they're building the infrastructure, I guess I should say. They're building more trails, single track, bike parks. And then another thing that needs to come on top of that is how to get people here, right? Like putting on events. And I feel like that was just like a super – it's just something that really needed to be done. And is that how you guys felt too? Is that what, what kind of motivated you guys to start this? Is like you guys seen that void where it's like there's nothing going on here or at least not enough? I would say a little bit to that, and I will back up to um,
1: I'd ridden my bicycle from Durango to Farmington almost uh, the first year I moved to Durango. And so it was a route that we had like plotted our way through the hills. Um, And then about 30 years later, I'm kind of hearing what's going on with the city of Farmington and the Ori project, where they're dedicating a certain amount of money to the outdoor industry And trying to encourage people to show up here with their businesses and, and be part of the economy on the business side as we uh, put another foot out for the economics of the outdoor side of things, you know, not depending just on the extractive industry. And then the state of New Mexico also opening up a department just for outdoor recreation. And so at that point, I was thinking that bike ride I'd done for 30 years with friends of mine why don't i go ahead and get the permits needed for that figure out the insurance requirements um working with will we kind of thought about a plan on how to put those pieces and puzzle pieces together i should say and um first year we came through covid so that kind of shut down things but in a way it helped us because we developed the route better tried to make more signage on the route and fill out the applications So come 2021 we were able to actually have the event and we were pretty successful with the event.
2: Um, Yeah, and then for me I think growing up here in Farmington and then getting to move to Durango and experience a completely different bike community that had a really awesome cycling culture. um, It made me see similarities and differences between Farmington and Durango. Um, It made me kind of see that void that you're talking about how Um, there's not a lot of culture, cycling culture specifically here in Farmington. Um, there was some events, but it wasn't like, it almost like they had seen their heyday in the past. I'm thinking of the road apple. So just thinking about how the Durango culture is so awesome, healthy and rad. And then you kind of had it die out in Farmington. I thought that it would be sweet maybe to try to reincarnate some of the events in the past and you know try to bring something new and never been done to the area instead of just trying to do what's already been done it's like hey let's uh, look at what's been done in the past and see where the industry might be going and then we can put our twist on it maybe even Farmington's twist on it and see if we can bring some people to the area Um, because you know we have so much outdoors like We have the natural resources here. We just need to get people out here to show them. And then also we need to be talking with agencies like the BLM of how we want people recreating responsibly, or how do we want people interacting with the environment in a sustainable way, kind of like we see in Durango. Perfect.
0: Love it, man. So let's uh, jump into some of the events you guys got going on this year. Looks like you guys. Are they all gonna stay? Looks like they're all kind of packed into March. Is it gonna stay that way? Because we got March fifth, March nineteenth, and March sixteenth, and March thirty first. But yeah,
2: March is a busy one for us. We have the March 5th Galactic Grinder. It's going to be a gravel event in Heart Canyon. Super stoked for that one. Um, Haven't seen a gravel event in the area ever that I know of.
0: Which is kind of the low-hanging fruit around here, right? With as much oil-field lease roads we have, it's thousands and thousands of miles. mm -hmm. I think we have an advantage in our area
1: with the roads around here. Mm -hmm. In other words, we can run a gravel-style event but we don't really have to run it through the traffic that is traditionally a lot of these events are ran on. I mean, I can't say for sure how some of the Oregon events are ran. It sounds like maybe more logging roads up that way. Uh-huh. But um, some of the events where you're running on traditional roads that are county roads back to people's houses seem a little bit different than what we have to offer with, with the gas field roads.
2: And then sorry. March nineteenth, we have an enduro planned um, in the Glade Recreational Area. It's going to be a three-stage enduro.
0: Let's go. Let's go back to the Galactic oh, Grinder real quick. One sec. Um, so, what kind of classes are you going to be able to sign up for, and like difficulty? Like, okay. who should this attract? Okay, the Galactic so Grinder. We it, have. It's starting from the Alien Run Trailhead, right? Yeah. The okay. starting
2: and the finish point is the Alien Run Trailhead. The miles offered is going to include. Ten mile, thirty-five mile, fifty-five mile, and a ninety mile. Um, we have a ten-mile opt-out side event. Um, it's we both participated in the Navajo Yes uh, opt-out side event where we got to ride to the Shiprock ball and back, and I really liked the format of that event where it was um, it was a free community event, just encouraging people to get outside. So I was like. I wanted to have an element like that to our event, so it's not just only for racers. It's just for people that want to get outside, go pedal, and like take a cool picture at the Aztec Arch. So we're kind of hyping up the Aztec Rock or the Aztec Arch, and we want to get people out there. Um, and that will be
0: completely free. Just show up and.
2: We do have a free code. Um, it's Navajo Yes in all caps for the um, ten mile. And then we have noticed um, people will pay for stuff or they do like to support it. So right. the 10 mile, you can, uh, if you're in a position to, you can pay $15 oh, nice. to do the ride. But yeah, there is a free code. If you just read in the description, you can get it for free. But we're not really trying to right, right, gotcha. get them on that. And then the 35 mile, um, we're offering is it two classes, Neil? It's like uh a...
1: Yes, we have the U nineteen and the thirty-five mile. Ooh, nice. So for the U nineteen it's a twenty-five dollar price. And then for the thirty-five mile, fifty-five mile, or the combination of both of those at ninety miles, it's the seventy-five dollar price. But if you're racing professional, it'll be a hundred dollar price, with the twenty five dollar extra above the seventy-five dollar price being the purse money. Okay. And so we've got a we're gonna give back a hundred percent of the extra 25 or 25 percent of your entry will be purse money so if you get 20 pros signed up and this is going to be divided out between genders um so ladies if you get 20 ladies out there you get to split the bigger purse or you know that's the plan so we don't
2: have a whole lot of categories it's for the most part, just the mileage with yeah. like a U eighteen category and like an open category, I believe we're not yeah. trying to give away, <laughs> we like forty something prizes. Right, uh, but that's understandable because you guys are just getting started. Like, yeah, we already the, the, listed. The down. main point is like,
0: you guys are wanting to get out there and get something going, and I think that's what's the most important thing is that we're getting people out, getting events going, getting things started. You, iron out the details later as far as like prizes and cash Effort. money and stuff i don't think people are too worried about that they're just
2: i think excited to race their bikes like, right i with know a i would of be, people yeah we want to have a costume element to this event also like maybe talk about some of the um controversy of the alien crash site you know just mm-hmm. talk about it a little and let people decide for themselves what they think of it and It'd be really cool to you know dress up with your friends in some alien yeah. attire and go hammer it out. Um, maybe talk about the past, and so I think Perfect. that could be a cool, cool and cultural
0: I think, element. And I think that our gravel might be a little bit more challenging than other gravel races. Like I feel there's a fair bit of climbing out in this route. Yeah, like definitely.
2: I'm not like super keen on gravel. I haven't done. A whole lot of gravel besides just like riding around here for fun yeah haven't done like an actual gravel event but I'm with you on that I think our gravel roads might be a little burlier than the average gravel event roads so I'm interested to hear what people think about it yeah because there's some grinds out there as far as the climbs yeah there's some 11 12 percenters for sure (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool man all
0: right so after March 5th we go to the San Juan College bike park
2: Right. So we put that down. We're still we're talking back and forth with the college. We still have to put in some paperwork so that's finalized. But we picked those two dates out. Uh, We're talking with Durango Devo um, and the Ska Zia town series up in Durango. Um, We think it'd be really that's our goal is to you know bring some Durango culture to Farmington and put Farmington's twist on it. So what they have up there is a Wednesday night town race. It's either a short track or an enduro. So we want to bring that to Farmington and host it at the San Juan College bike park and bring some new faces to the bike park and also um, raise some awareness about the bike park at the same time. Um, So we're talking with them and We're going to hopefully have it as um, the first two races of the series are going to be in Farmington and then we're going to close out the series in Durango. Mm -hmm. So we've picked those two dates out, hopefully in far enough advance that everyone's on the same page. And with a few more tightening up with loose ends, uh, we'll be able to fully advertise that and promote that. But right now it's like we're waiting on one or two things.
0: Yeah, And that would work great because it's, not quite ready to ride star wars and all the stuff up there in march it's probably still a little bit wet moist like totally yeah so it'd be great for them to kick off their season early down here yeah doing some stuff um even if they threw one stage on like lakeview like you guys are doing yeah but uh so the sixth grade stuff that's going to be like is he a town series enduros or like short tracks both both okay Yeah. yeah so we've got two dates that we've asked Okay. Um,
1: San Juan College Core. And, the, and multi, the other one's the 30th. multi events so. on the same days?
2: Just we'll do one short track, one enduro. Okay. Um, maybe depending what the feedback is we might do more. But I think we're just going to follow the Drango model and just kinda, do one event, yeah. like, hold up. Hold on, yeah, yeah, one event so per day.
0: day too, and then, too hectic.
2: Yeah, yeah totally, because March is going to be a lot for us already. <laughs> We're like, oh, are we overloading us ourselves? But I think having two premier events and then two local, less serious events will be all right. But if it was, like, four premier events, we'd probably be saying differently. <laughs>
0: nice, yeah. So, and then in between the 16th 31st, we got the Rooster Ridges Enduro, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm um, super
2: excited for that one. Yeah,
0: explain that a little bit. Where, so, where so, yeah, it first, looks like it's leaving from Lion's Wilderness Park. Yeah, okay.
2: first ever Enduro to come to Farmington. I think <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's unique and never been done before. So for any of you guys that don't know what Enduro riding is, it's a fairly new form of riding that's come, come along, I think partly because of... Bike technology and how far bike technologies came in the past couple of years, um, but it's where you're untimed on the uphill, so you have you have not as much time as you need, but you do have a good amount of time to get to the top, and you're not timed. Once you reach the top, you take a little break, and that's where the stage starts. So you're only timed in the stage. So. For example, for Rooster Ridges, we're doing Seven Sisters, Lakeview, and Wild Bills. So you get to the top of Seven Sisters. Um, When you start Seven Sisters, your time now starts and you'd race all the way to the bottom of Seven Sisters through the finish line of that stage and that's where your stage one time stops. So you're done with that stage, you get to catch your breath, pedal back up to the top for stage two, and then that's where your second stage time will start. And then you combine all those times So three times together, and then the shortest time uh, for all three stages uh, wins. So that's kind of how enduro works. And, you know, our terrain isn't the most proper enduro. You could say it's it's fairly pedally, smooth, and fast. But I think the concept is there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been able to progress and take enduro riding elsewhere, from growing up and riding and training on these trails so i think that um the principles there the concepts there go out there and smash it and i think you'll be able to compete wherever you go um really yeah i'm excited for it i think
0: that it leaves a opportunity for even the cross-country guys to do pretty good in this enduro
2: totally because there's
0: not tree roots and rock gardens like right if you can pedal you're probably
2: going to do pretty good in this enduro environment totally it's super physical um, so I do think exactly like what you're saying it's going to suit the more physically fit people a little better the combination I think of the two yeah yeah if you can the technicality is still there if you have both that makes you a true enduro rider but I've noticed that a lot of people that gravitate towards enduro don't like to grind don't like to suffer they they like want the easy downhill so I just want more enduro people to embrace the grind and the suffer and just like that's exciting. the more physically fit you are I think the better enduro rider any type of rider you're going to be really
0: yeah awesome man. that's exciting I can't I can't wait for these to start kicking off and I hope that it becomes an annual thing and I hope that you guys grow and keep adding events to the calendar because um, it's huge for our area our area needs this Um, I feel like we're in that hidden gem kind of. You coming from Southern California, you know the terrain that it takes to amplify action sports. I feel like we have it. We can ride almost sort of in January right now. We can go ride right now. Like pretty much everything in Farmington is rideable. So the infrastructure is slowly being put in with the BLM doing that bike park and that, um, you know, FAST doing their thing down here at San Juan College. and I just feel like the more people that are on bikes, the more they're just going to go start building more trails everywhere. Um, and so it's a really weird time. And do you guys agree with that? It's just like I feel like in these last three to five years, it's really kind of like slowly ramping up. Do you guys kind of feel the same thing? Do you guys see that? Or do you, nil like since – how long have you been here? Like are you seeing um, that? Like, in the area, I've been
1: here. This is my 32nd
0: year. Oh, okay. So you've been
1: here. And so oh. – Um, and kind of what Will talked about, just the cultural differences between Durango and Farmington and I would find like the two-wheel enthusiasts are on both sides of the border, Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes more down this way with a motor involved Right. and uh, that's not to say there aren't dirt bike trails up in the Durango area but a lot more of the cycling tends to be long efforts, big rides in the mountains, Yeah, Um, And Will was alluding to some of the riding down here, at least the enduro riders, whether they're in the mountains or elsewhere, shorter little stints of the action pack side of of the mountain biking side of things. Um, As far as more energy in this area, I have seen definitely, and it's partly the stance where Farmington is starting to say, how do we work with this? And I think back to the landowners, trying to work with the BLM, is a big component of how we're trying to really engage with the largest landowner in the area. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of trails we know on those pieces of land out there but they're not all designated as trails that we might be able to hold events on. And so that's something that we're trying to work with the BLM on how can we raise money, how can we get the right um, environmental firm to help us out with some of the studies and that would be the NEPA study and the NHPA, which is the historical study. Hmm. So NEPA is the environmental side and the NHPA is the historical side. So, kind of back to the energy of what people are seeing around here, I think we've seen other communities where it's gone overboard, and so as we're starting to embrace more and more people coming this way, Will alluded to it earlier, how is it going to be done responsibly mm-hmm. in some of these areas, but um, there's a lot of exciting terrain out there that we just need to figure out how to get it to the exactly. public more
2: yeah. yeah, and for me, personally, watching Farmington <clears throat> over the past five years, I would describe it as like biking has exploded around here, um, you know I think before I left to college. Um, I was like 18, for some reason, just wanted to hammer out some miles, ride bikes a lot. And when I would go do that, I wouldn't notice a whole lot of people out on the trails um, doing what I was doing, and there, sure, there certainly wasn't other kids out there doing what I was doing. I was kind of like lone wolfing it, and even if I just look at the quality of the trails, like. The quality of the trails right now are so much more ridden they're blue groove they're packed in like compared to like five years ago you know people didn't get off of kinsey's like people didn't ride lakeview people didn't ride wild bills and now those are our two best trails in the glade i think personally and they're probably some of the most ridden trails whereas like five years ago your typical mountain biker just did Kinsey's and back, and now you have, like, so many more people on the trails. Um, They're wanting different kind of trail experiences. It's not just Kinsey's every time. They want some more aggressive stuff. They enjoy hitting jumps at the bike park now. Yeah, Um, yeah, and then going off of what Neil was saying, just the city has an open mind towards outdoor recreation with the whole outdoor recreation the Ori uh, initiative. initiative. yeah, yeah. So that's amazing having um, a big entity like the city be on board and then even just having the state of New Mexico wanting to d- diversify their economy and not rely so much on oil and gas and kind of branch out to more outdoor rec. It's really cool to see not only the individual's lives in Farmington changing, but also like the bigger entities at play like the city of Farmington and the state wanting to shift it so i can see like the cards are starting to align slowly and i think you know maybe five, another five more years farmington's a bicycle attraction um yeah. a winter riding destination you know it's going to be really really hard to compete with durango and i don't think we should compete with durango head to head i think we should just complement it you know right now you can't ride your bike in Durango and like what you just said earlier, you know, we're riding almost all our trails, all our trail infrastructure is running really good. The dirt is actually like brown powder, you know, it it's like perfect, freezes yeah. in the nighttime and then it thaws in the daytime and it's like so good. So I think, yeah, um, I think biking is still on the up and up, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. And I,
0: it blows my mind and I want to get your opinion on this just the recent addition to what fast is doing and what BLM just built and Jackrabbit trail. Like, I don't even think Durango has stuff like that, which is pretty Mm -hmm. crazy that we, we actually, we just need to promote that and get it out there. Like if people in Durango want to ride some really rad stuff right now, like come to Jackrabbit trail. I mean, it's almost a mile of like wooden features and berms and you can get creative on it. Like as, I was looking at the well tails and stuff, and there's so many different ways of doing it, whether you're expert or beginner, beginner yeah. or, or trying to learn how to jump, and uh, even the bike park they build or the stuff Fast is building. Definitely. Do you feel the same way? It's like, it's incredible that we got that.
2: Oh, and it's amazing. They're
0: continuing to build another bike park. Am I right? Or yeah, that, correct. That's Juniper hearing. Basin, uh, okay. the
2: city of Farmington's behind that one. Um, yeah, I think... It's amazing, it's funny you actually asked that, because for my senior research at Fort Lewis, um, what I actually chose to investigate was Farmington recreationists, non --excuse me um, Farmington, non-motorized recreationist perceptions. Okay. So I just wanted to focus on what non-motorized recreationists thought, what they valued, what they liked, what they didn't like. Uh-huh. And so I put out a survey. Um, this was two years ago now, um, so this was before the bike parks got built. Um, and kind of what my data said, what people were really wanting is they really wanted a place to practice skills, progressions, drops. Yes. They, you know, they were kind of over the traditional single track. They mm-hmm. saw skills parks and bike parks, other places. So yeah. they're like, hey, we want that here. And so I think it's so crazy to like actually not have that do a research project the data shows what we need and then two (laughs) years later it's like we're getting exactly what my project said we needed yeah and we have a you know a phenomenal um jump line up in the glade you know there's a small medium and large jump line it's amazing for progression it's professionally built like um that's that's an amazing attraction to have Uh, We have the Juniper Basin Bike Park, it's 93 acres that the City of Farmington is working on. Um, They have it, they got an IMBA trail accelerator grant to help kick it off, so another mountain bike specific grant. um, They're going to be having mountain bike specific professionals doing that. I think they have that broken up into three phases. So it's not going to get all done at once, but it is a really cool, comprehensive plan. I believe you can find it somewhere. I should know the exact link, but it's called Juniper Basin Bike Park. Okay. It's going to be off of Foothills. Um, and then the yeah the park right off of college here, the uh, San Juan College Bike Park. Yeah. That, that's been just, um, it's really exceeded my expectations and it's been a really cool experience to be a part of. That was actually... Uh, a byproduct of my, uh, community internship I needed. Uh-huh. So I was fulfilling, uh, graduation requirements for school at Fort Lewis. And you needed 150 hours volunteering for, a, an organization of some sort. And, uh-huh. um, I was talking with my teacher back and forth and I was like, I have this idea. Like I was telling him a little bit, cause I pretty much stumbled upon the the piece of property that's the graveside. Uh-huh. i was like on a base ride uh pretty much just exploring like I, I was almost gonna go the same way i always went but for some reason i had this like thought in the back of my head i was like go this way yeah and for some reason i went this different way i was just riding my bike and i literally stumbled upon a non-motorized managed area but at the time <laughs> i was like I was like, here's a gate, here's a fence. I didn't know if I could be in there. I felt like I was breaking the rules. Yeah, um, you're like, what is this? I was like, what is this? So I was like, well, there's a trail. I'm going to follow it. And so I started riding down the trail, and I got this bad feeling. I was like, oh, I'm going to turn around. Like I feel like I shouldn't be here. And then I like looked around. I was like, you know what? Just send it. Like. So I start riding. It was like a walking path, like a a single track? Yeah, walking path, single track. I start riding and then all of a sudden I'm on this sweet single track that's going right next to the golf course. And I'm on this sweet single track that's like pretty technical for Farmington. And then there's grass in the desert. And I'm like, where the heck am I? Like, (laughs) this does not feel like Farmington. And then... So I ended up showing my mom like that spot and just yeah. riding there more and just showing more people it. Yeah. And I've just learned more and more about it. And I was like, wow, uh, it's San Juan College property. That's yeah. cool. And then I learned that, wow, it's non-motorized. Like wh- when did this get designated non-moto? Like how yeah. many years ago and why? Yeah. So I was like automatically interested because you know, motos kind of have free reign yeah. here. So I was like, why do they want it to be non-moto? And yeah. So I was talking with my teacher, and I was like, "I have this idea of like revitalizing this area that's not really being used." And I have some friends that um, they are board members of a nonprofit, and he's like, "You know what? If your employer's happy, I'm happy." So he really gave me like free reign to like pursue this idea and really just make my employer happy. And at the time, FAST didn't really have anything going on. Um, So I pretty much approached them and was like, hey, guys, I have this idea. I also have a community internship. Um, Can I do my community internship through you guys and maybe pursue this idea? And pretty much the idea was just uh, sixth grades revitalization. And pretty much I wrote this big, long paper um, to pretty much just ask permission to, um, enhance user, um, so pretty much enhance user, the user friendliness of the area. So by doing that, I wanted to make a map, um, do like some basic trail work just to make sure you could see where the trail was, make it a little easier to follow. And then I put up over 20 signs in the area. Uh And so that was pretty much my basic revitalization. And then I got to... After presenting it to F.A.S.T., we kind of tweaked the document and stuff and made it something that it wasn't just something I believed in, but it was something like the whole organization believed in. Yeah. And then after that, they set up a, a presentation with the San Juan College. And so I actually got to present my um, project to San Juan College and pretty much just ask for permission. So in front of the president of San Juan College, I gave him the spiel and they're like, oh, this is so awesome. Um, yeah we love what you're doing. You, we're totally on board. They even offered, like, I think they had, like, a couple hundred bucks in support, whatever. And I was like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, <laughs> I have a sponsor already covering the signs and everything. I'm just pretty much, like, asking for permission. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, do it. <laughs> so okay. I, like, I busted that out in, like, a week. Um, and then we had, like, a follow-up meeting with them. And then we ended up walking with um, one of the grounds crew people from San Juan and we walked around all their property, showed them what we did and then we ended up on the now current bike park side and he was saying that how that property was theirs too and he put on the table he's like if you guys are interested in it we could buy the materials to fence off this area. Mm -hmm. and you guys can manage it just like you're managing the other area. So they saw value in what we did to the Sixth Graveside. And so they're like, yeah, let's do it to this other side. So we turned 200 acres into 250 acres, and it was really just a byproduct of my internship. And so then, you know, we got the fence up, and that was pretty cool because we felt like we saved a lot of area from getting trashed out and tracked out by non-motorized vehicles and then also it just gave us a whole nother area to build um stuff and so Mm -hmm. we're like man this would be a good spot for a bike park because it's you know by three schools close to the road close to the road it's highly visible um big parking lot and so that's what we worked on i we worked on a presentation called phase two um and we presented that to San Juan college of like hey check out um think we, in my presentation, it was like Moab Bike Park, uh, Sweetwater Bike Park, and then Trailside, and it was kind of like what our goals and objecti- objectives are for this area, and then we showed them similar areas of what this area could look like, and they were all about it, they loved it, they're like, man, this is awesome. Um, they offered their grant rider at our disposal, so wow. FAST can use the San Juan grant rider, and. They actually applied for like a year mark, like federal grant of some sort uh-huh. to be put in to the bike park. Unfortunately, they didn't get it, but it was just the first year they applied for it. So hopefully they'll keep applying for it year after year. And um, they're definitely, they definitely see the bike park being a huge asset and they want to help us put real money into it. So it's a, an attraction for not yeah. only the college, but the community. Um, yeah. So them having dorms, Go into at the same time as the bike park. It's like San Juan is really leveling up, and then two, I just want to advocate for San Juan as much as I can because I was someone that did two years at San Juan, and I cycle and I funneled up to Fort Lewis College to get a bachelor's degree and cycle on a you know yeah. the national, uh yeah. you know a national competing, uh team. So I definitely want more people to have that opportunity, um and at least know about it. Like hey, come to San Juan. We have awesome riding around the area. You can even drive up to Durango and cross train with those dudes yeah. and you know, talk to the coaches. But ultimately, like, let's get you up to Durango, get you a bachelor's degree, and like, give you an opportunity to cycle with the nation's best and yeah. see where you end Dude, up. Dude, it's
0: exciting. Thanks for doing that. I pr- it's, it's awesome, and it's huge for the community, and it adds a lot of versatility to our area because the Kinsey stuff, Kinsey's Alien Run, all these other single track, and then the San Juan College stuff is the San Juan College stuff is it's really hard. It's I've been loving riding it. because um, I like that kind of difficult, like a little bit more rockier, chunkier, harder climbs, steeper, you know, challenging. Yeah. And uh, just riding like golf ball wall totally. and then going up like the power line climb and uh, It's brutal, huh? Like, doing all them <laughs> twists like cowboy and your fence line coming around. Yeah. Like it's physically demanding. You always have to be paying attention. Yeah, like you can't. Do, like I feel like when I ride Kinsey's, I can kind of doze off. Look like, around, yeah. sightsee. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I think if you're training to ride like at a World Cup level or something, you, those 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 courses are no joke. Like, oh, for sure. You need to be super like tuned. and like it's like riding Raiders Ridge or something like that. Huh? It's uh, no brakes. Yeah. Like, always always be on, and. That's why I've been loving riding that college so much right now. Cause like you always have to be on, or something's gonna sneak up and bite you.
2: Totally, yeah, I love sure. it too. How uh, you know it's not like traditional Farmington riding. People think of Farmington riding, they think of Kinsey's flat, smooth, no tech, and you know the college is exactly the opposite of that. You know it has elevation gains similar to Durango. You know it's not these long sustained climbs, but it's really punchy. It's really techy. You know, it's tight, it's twisty. So, you know, if you're one of those people that think, oh, Farmington riding just isn't quite for me, you really need to check out the mm-hmm. Sixth Graze Bike Park because it's on Trail Forks. We're, we're doing our best to keep it on Trail Forks for all you out of towners. Look it up. Yeah. Look it up on TrailForks and then come down and just explore. You can't get lost there. Um, if you go one way, you'll run in the city. If you run in the other, if you go the other way, you'll hit the golf course. So it's a super friendly area just to come and explore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's more demanding than your average Farmington stuff. That's for sure. I think uh,
0: the laps are not very long. Uh, I guess the way I do it, it's like seven miles, seven to nine miles ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually include this back college stuff yeah but i did three laps yesterday and it was like three thousand feet of climbing that's insane and that's a proper ride like 20 20 24 miles or something wow and it's like you don't really that's like durango riding right there like a a ride like that Um, definitely because you can't get that kind of elevation and climbing and just uh fun i guess definitely (laughs) it's so
2: cool cool that we have stuff like that in farmington now too to allow riders to continually to progress you know our hardest trails two years ago are not no longer our hardest trails now you know we have a whole new area with some some demanding stuff in there and then also Hmm. too like we have that whole space at the bike park if we continue to build stuff there like i can't wait to see what the kids are going to do like if we build it they'll hit it yes (laughs) yes, they will
0: that's Yeah, that's where you start seeing, like, the kids come out of towns that are riding for Red Bull and stuff. It's like, they have the infrastructure. Like, you see kids coming out of Southern California and stuff like that. Like, they have the indoor parks, the Mm -hmm. foam pits. They have all this stuff to to do that, and we're starting to see that. Like, we're starting to see the bike parks and stuff, and that's, once kids learn to jump, especially at a young age, like, we're seeing, like, little kids going down the Rabbit Trail and stuff. Like, those kids are going to progress very quickly. Way quicker than we progressed. Oh, I know. Well, and one know.
1: thing I wanted to kind of say back to where Farmington is positioning itself in the cycling community at large, and I say that kind of the four corners yeah, yeah, yeah. region. Um, back to I guess when I first got to Durango, we would come down to Farmington to go riding because the only thing kind of open was going to be yeah. the Road Apple Rally trails and such. Um, and then Phil's World shows up, uh-huh. <laughs> and Alien Run shows up. So from a Durango-centric perspective, a lot of people would go to Phil's World. Yep. A lot of people would stop at Alien Run, still coming down this direction, yeah. but not all the way to Farmington anymore. And then now Farmington has developed... Well, also within this realm, the fat bike starts to show yep. up. And so people are going... <laughs> Riding winter riding, on groomed trails in the snow. If you're like from Durango's perspective, yeah. you got the fat bike. You go up in the snow, but now the sand options are happening more with the fat bike. Yeah, going to or, sand or, washes. Yeah, yeah people are. Not that traditionally a lot of people hadn't done sand washes, but now I feel like well, our area is just really open. To that. Yeah, so you're going. Wait a second. That's just not for the snow. Yeah, exactly. It's for all this sand we have to deal with yeah so in that same time frame free riding happens more yeah fat biking is happening and so for farmington to develop the apparatus where you can do more free riding i think is fitting in i mean phil's world it's got some swoopy trails and such but there's no real big gap jumps i I can think of yeah. Um, yeah. No. I'm it's just... traditional riding, if you yep. will, traditional, and so within the last twenty years, a lot of different disciplines have happened, and I think uh, Farmington is starting to address those sooner, on the on the
0: more free ride section. Awesome. That's exciting, man. We'll, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Is that pretty good? You guys got anything else you guys would like to throw out there? I guess
1: uh, the community support down here on our first event was awesome. Yep. So, that has really been a big uh, boost for us. Nice.
0: So, everybody I'm a who's lot of, helping uh, out. Mm-hmm. People coming into my bike shop already talking about your guys' events going on now. Mm-hmm. Excited Sweet. about the Enduro. I think, I, I don't know if you guys have had anyone sign up, but I had a customer yeah, say. We're almost mm-hmm. to 10 yes. signups. Yeah, I think I had a customer come in the other day said he already signed up and mm-hmm. was excited to go do the Enduro. I think
2: it'll be his first Enduro. And That's awesome. He's yeah. super excited about it. Yeah, I think definitely I would just want to say. Um, we appreciate everyone's support thus far. We're just starting out. We still have a lot to learn. We're not perfect by any means so if you have any feedback, any questions, any concerns or if you just want to get involved
1: volunteer yes yeah. please
2: reach out. we're not we're not, get, we're not um, super clicky or we just don't want it to just be us. We, we want to involve the whole community and you know the more hands, Swinging in the same direction is only gonna help everyone. Um, So, just please reach out um, for anything at all. Awesome, right on, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. Thanks Thanks hosting (laughs) us.